the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today is an encore presentation of Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. We're not taking your calls today. Enjoy the show. From our nation's capital, welcome to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Seasoned expert on race, religion, relationships, Dr. Anderson wants to talk to you. Phone lines are open now, 888-432-7434. And now, please welcome Dr. David Anderson, your bridge-building voice in the nation's capital. Good afternoon, friends. David Anderson live right here in the nation's capital. How in the world are you today? Well, wherever you are, in your kitchen, in your car, maybe in front of your computer or your smartphone watching me on Facebook Live, thanks a lot for tuning in. And, of course, on the most listened to Christian talk station on the East Coast, second in the entire country, WAVA 105.1 FM right here in the nation's capital, 1090 a.m. as well, and, of course, around the world on WAVA.com. If you're new to the show, let me tell you how we roll. If you're not new, you can say it with me. Here we go. Marriage Mondays, Tough Topic Tuesdays, Wisdom Wednesdays, that's today, Theological Thursdays, and then Open Phone-In Fridays. Anything you want to talk to me about on Friday is fair game. But today is Wisdom Wednesday, and have a special guest who I'm going to introduce to you in just a moment. We're talking about the wisdom of transformation, the wisdom of transformation. And can God transform you, change you, move you, and, and, and uh, upgrade you to where he wants you to be, to the best you? We're going to talk about that and the special guest of the book, Gay Girl, Good God. So we're going to talk about that in just a moment. Let me tell you how you can get a hold of me today if you want to join our conversation the number is 888-432-7434. That's 888-43-BRIDGE. Let's bow for a word of prayer and get started. Lord Jesus, thank you for our opportunity to have connections through radio and the Internet and all this technology. Would you use today's show to teach us, to grow us, to shape us? Uh, we commit it over to you now in the name of Jesus. Together, everyone said, Amen. And amen. A couple other ways to get a hold of me. You can always go to andersonspeaks.com, andersonspeaks.com, or you can go to my favorite website, embracegracism.com, embracegracism.com. And you too can be a gracist and uh, let me know, register and tell me, yes, I'm with you, Doc, when it comes to building bridges of reconciliation, extending God's grace to people regardless of maybe sometimes even because of their color, class, or culture. And, and by the way, is there gracism for gays? Well, let's talk about it today. Our special guest is 
uh, Jackie Hill Perry, and she has written this brand new book. It's called Gay Girl, Good God. The subtitle is The Story of Who I Was and Who God Has Always Ben, Jackie Hill Perry is a writer, a speaker, and an artist whose work has been featured in the Washington Times, the 700 Club, Desiring God, the Gospel Coalition, and other publications. Since coming to know Christ at age 19, Jackie has been compelled to share the light of the gospel truth through teaching, writing, poetry, and music as authentically as she can. Uh, She has signed on the Humble Beast Records and released her debut album, The Art of Joy, in 2014, her latest album, Crescendo, uh, this year in 2018. And this is a brand new book I'm holding up right here on Facebook Live, Gay Girl, Good God, Jackie Hill Perry. Welcome to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. How are you, Jackie? I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm alive and grateful. Thank you so much for hanging with me today. Uh, I'm so glad you wrote the book, but I want to know why you wrote the book. Tell us, please. Yeah, I mean, I had a few audiences in mind. I had, you know, the church Mm -hmm. in mind. I wanted to write a book that would give them a sense of empathy where they could kind of understand how it is to be someone who was same-sex attracted. Mm -hmm. I had the uh, believers that are in the church that are same-sex attracted in mind as well. I wanted to encourage them and say, hey, I get it. Um, but I also had those who don't know how they feel about it. They mm. may be gay, they may be straight, but they don't know if they believe all that the Bible has to say about sexuality. So I wanted to kind of engage with them as well. So, yeah. Wow. Well, I know it's a service to the church. It's uh, printed uh, brand new on B&H Books. And at what point did you realize that you were attracted to women? Uh, I don't remember the exact age, but I know it was before third grade. So part of me thinks kindergarten, first Uh grade. Uh And what was that like? I mean, was it a surprise to you or was it just kind of natural? Hey, I like women, I like girls more than I like boys. Was it sexual or was it just more, these are the ones I like to hang out with? Yeah, I mean, surprise, no. Strange, yes. Um, Only because it wasn't like I saw that around me or on media so it's like oh what i'm feeling obviously isn't the norm mm. um but I, I think it was it was something as simple as yeah i like the little boys in my class i want to hug them and hold their hands and i want to hug the little girls and hold their hands and so it wasn't necessarily sexual but it was just that i just had an affection for uh the little girls that look like me but isn't that true for like a lot of little girls? Like when I was growing up, little girls were skipping and holding hands together, and you know, was it like there wasn't this language necessarily of gayness. It wasn't like a culture of hey, this is what you are, telling you what you were, quote unquote, before you even knew it. It just seemed like girls were more touchy and feely, and they liked that. Was that going on inside of you, or do you feel like it was something maybe even a bit deeper, Jackie? I would I would assume it's deeper because the fruit of it. Ah, okay. <laughs> deeper, okay. You know? Right. Yeah, it was it it, it it's beyond uh I just want you to be my bestie. It was mm. it, it it had some it had a tinge of some and I think because there was some shame attached to it. Uh-huh. Because me and uh one little girl in particular, I'm six or seven, but we would go into the cabin and do things that six or seven year olds aren't supposed to do. Uh-huh. And so I, in, in in many ways I was aware that how I was feeling and what I was doing and what I was acting out wasn't something I I, I could be uh public about. 
Now, if it were with a little boy, do you think you'd still have that sense of shame just because it was something you weren't supposed to do? For sure. Uh-huh. But you weren't even yeah. feel, you weren't even feeling but that way about who, little boys, not, right? That's not who I, yeah, that's not who I chose to do it with. <laughs> understood, understood. Well, when we come back, I want to talk to you more about same-sex attraction. I want to talk about how you grew up as a teenager and did some shifts take place. What about when you intersected with faith and faith communities? So uh, hold on. I'm coming back. By the way, if you have a comment or a question, uh, if you want to give me a call, I've now opened up my phone lines, 888 432 Seven four three four, gay girl, good God. I'm coming right back. That's 844-980-3707. Dr. Anderson would love for you to join his brand new public figure Facebook page. Just search Dr. David Anderson on Facebook, and when you see his smiling face, click like. It's another great way for you to connect and follow the good doc. to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. For more information about this program or for resources from Dr. Anderson, please visit andersonspeaks.com. You can call our hotline at any time at 888-432-7434. That's 888-43-BRIDGE. To watch us on Facebook Live or to check out our previous broadcasts, visit Dr. Anderson's public Facebook page. Just search Dr. David Anderson and click like. To join our text community and receive a free weekly textpiration from Dr. Anderson, just text the word INSPIRE to 50555. That's I-N-S-P-I-R-E to 50555. And now, back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. That's me. I've got Jackie Hill Perry with me. She's the author of a brand new book, Gay Girl, Good God. I'm holding it up on my Facebook page right now. She's on the line with me. If you want to join us, uh, my lines are open. I'll get to you shortly, 888-43-BRIDGE. Now, uh, Jackie Hill Perry, you said right around third grade, somewhere around six, seven, eight years old, you're attracted to these little girls, so you're just figuring that that is uh, – uh, something you like, uh, you feel a little bit of shame, you're doing some stuff at a young age. Uh, did you ever get to a place where you were just public about it, or did it stay sort of in the shame closet for a while? Yeah, I, I got public in high school um, when I was 
2017 mm. is when I decided that, uh, yeah, I, w- I was just tired of acting like disaffection didn't exist, mm. um, acting as if, you know, that just wasn't who who I wanted to be in many ways. And so right. I did it. And I mean, it gets it gets hard to hide that after a while people find out. And so right. it wasn't that I came out of the closet really on my own. It right. was just that people kind of pushed me out of it. <laughs> Un- understood. They push you out the closet. And then at the same time, it's got to be difficult for somebody who has same sex attraction as a teenager, because uh, if you're told that it's wrong, and, and let's say you're a Christian, and I don't think you had come to know Christ yet, but we'll talk about your story in a minute. Do you tell somebody to be honest with who they are, or do you tell them to keep it in the closet and don't tell anybody because it's wrong? Mm-hmm. That's a tough mm-hmm. spot to live in, don't you think? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I, I think I think one, we, we would have to be careful with the language. Is this who you are? Right. Or is this what you do? Uh-huh. Um, but I, I do think that coming out of the closet, in a in a sense, is a kind of confession. Uh-huh. And so I think when, when stuff is in the light, now yeah. we can deal with it, now right. we can talk about it, now we can discuss it. And so I think it's always better for people to be open about where they are than it is for them to be, you know, sure. in the shadows. Now, don't you think that's a risk in the Church of Jesus Christ these days? I mean, you are risking something when you do that, right? You sure are. <laughs> there's, a cost to, there's a cost to honesty. Um, but I, I think that, that that's why it's more of a burden on the church to be like the father when it comes to how do how does the father handle us mm. when it comes to our confession of sin? I think we need to be the same way with other people. Mm. So what happened when you came out to your mother or when your mom found out? Oh, we um, <laughs> <laughs> she she knew um, she had kind of been. Because uh, I had told her that my best friend, well, that my girlfriend was my best friend. And so my girlfriend had been around the house for like a year, you know, right. staying the night, all types of stuff. So in many ways, she just felt disrespected that mm. I had lied to her and, and, you know, doing all types of stuff under her nose. But her response wasn't shameful, but it was disappointing because sure. she was disappointed. And I knew that I probably wouldn't be able to live out. Uh, her version of my life you know I probably uh-huh. wasn't gonna get married and have grandchildren and all right. of that so it was sad to see that she was saddened by the decision that I made so she was saddened more by the fact that you were gay or more by the fact that you were dishonest uh, hanging around your girlfriend and she just had the wool pulled over her eyes both I mean uh-huh. I don't think I don't think mamas, but especially black mamas, mm. like to be <laughs> bamboozled. Right. It's like, okay, <laughs> like you got me messed up. Right. But I think she was also sad in that, yeah, I think as her daughter, I think every mother has an ideal or an idea of what they want their daughter to be right. or become. And so for me to be dressing like a, a male in many ways and projecting a sense of masculinity, right. and I think all of that was kind of – kind of hurtful for mm. her. were you feeling male-ish you know were you feeling like a dude with in, in a girl's body or were you liking the fact that no i'm a girl but this is just kind of the way i am well i think when i was younger i used to feel as if i, I wanted to be a boy when i was like uh five six I felt that way. But in many ways, I really do think that the culture kind of aided, not even the culture, yeah, the culture aided in my confusion in a sense. Right. Because I wasn't what they said femininity was. So because I didn't wear purses or Uh I didn't like pink or I didn't, you know, talk with a bunch of S's in my words, they would Mm. say that I'm being masculine. But who's to say that that's actually masculine to not like pink? Right. You know, and so, so I think in many ways, 
I was confused about who I was as a woman because people were defining womanhood and femininity in terms that the Bible doesn't. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, I, wow. I was, though. You just said a big a big word right there. So, like, it's the culture has shifted us into describing what is femininity, what is masculinity. And if you're not at one of those extremes and you're moving more toward uh, the middle because you like purple, uh, you know, then all of a sudden guys don't seem so um, male and mm-hmm. girls don't seem so female, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely uh, right. 888-432-7434. Uh, you want to take a couple of phone calls, and I want to talk about your faith story. You up for it? That's fine with me. All right, let's go to uh, Uridia in Silver Spring, Maryland. Hi, Uridia. This is Dr. Anderson and Jackie Hill Perry. What's your comment or question? Turn your radio down, Uridia, and talk to me. Hi, Dr. Anderson. How are you? Thank you for taking my call. I have a comment about this topic. Yep. Go for it. I, I, I am sending my radio. <laughs> I grew up in the Dominican Republic. Okay. And I grew up with my best friend. Okay. And we were together all the time, 24 7. We were hugging, we were kids. And I came here when I was 13. Okay. And I found a friend. I started acting the same way I was acting with my friend back home. Okay. And she asked me, Are you gay? And I said, No, I'm not gay. Uh-huh. You're my friend, and I love you. Mm. So if the society, they put us apart. If they see your two friends, they're getting along fine. They said that they're gay. Uh-huh. Well, let me ask you, Aurelia, were you, um, when you were playing with your girlfriend in the Dominican Republic, and y'all were just girlfriends, it was nothing sexual, you said y'all hugging and kissing, but you weren't, like, kissing on the lips and stuff, were you? No, we but, but, but wherever we go, we go holding hand or or, or like okay, being cr- girls, hand cross into our shoulders. Yeah, you're just being friends. That's how girls are in America. Guys are that way in Ethiopia. I mean, they're just holding hands and stuff like that. But it wasn't anything romantic, right? No, 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 no. And, yeah. and when I heard that, and I said, well, I'm not gay. I have my boyfriend. Yeah, okay. And I'm married, and I had two kids. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, that's just a difference in culture. By the way, thanks for your comment, Uridia. This is the point, Jackie Hill Perry, that you were making, in that uh, culturally sometimes we are suggesting things that are quote-unquote gay or not gay, but really it just may be cultural. Yeah, and I, and I think it's dangerous. Even when you, especially when it comes to hyper-masculinity, yeah. we have so many boys that are uh, deprived of affection because they've been taught that they just need to be strong and not cry and you don't need to hug. You just mm-hmm. need to get over it. Right. And it's like, and you wonder why they are now starving for affection from women in sexual uh-huh. ways or uh-huh. whatever the case may be. Cause they, and so I, I just think it's, it's harmful that we've made masculinity and femininity to be things that they're just not, mm. um, to be overly emotional is not to be feminine right. and to be under emotional is not to be masculine. Right. Right. <laughs> huh. And so now how did you come into the light of where you are now? You came to know Christ at what, what age and how did that happen? Yeah. When I was 19, um, I was in my room because I didn't go to church. So it wasn't like I was at a, you know, revival or listening <laughs> right. to, you know, TBN. And then, and um, I was just in my room. And at that point, my convictions had started to increase. Um, it, and it wasn't as if I didn't enjoy my girlfriend or enjoy my life. It was that for some reason I didn't have much peace in it. Mm-hmm. And so October came and um, I'm in my room chilling. And I felt like God had spoke to my heart 
in such a way where I just started to think about my sin and its consequences. And it wasn't just lesbianism that I thought about. It was all of it. I, right. I, I started to really do a survey of my life, and mm. I saw that everything that I loved and enjoyed deserved death. I remembered that from mm. church, that all the wages of sin equals death. And so I just started to think through, okay, if this is something that won't profit me in eternity, mm. and it seems as if Christ is offering himself as the only proper alternative for my life, mm. then I just have to believe him. So it wasn't that I was choosing um, Christ to escape hell or going away from sin because I thought sin didn't feel good. It was just like, no, Christ has to be actually the better one. Uh He has to be the actual satisfying one. He has to be the good one. And I know enough about myself to know that I can't stop doing this stuff on my own. I tried to be saved about 12 times. (laughs) (laughs) It it never worked out because I didn't understand that salvation was a work of the Spirit and a miracle that God does Mm. in us to change us. And so I just simply just believed. I believed that my sin was worthless. And mm. I believe that Christ could make me right with um, himself and give me the power to do what I couldn't do on my own. Wow. Well, you know, a lot of Christians, whether they say it or not, theologically, Jackie Hill Perry, who's the author of this book, Gay Girl, Good God, if you're just joining us, a lot of evangelical Christians would say, really, what you just need to do is get saved. Um, yeah. But what they really value is not salvation as much as changing your sexual orientation. So what they'll do is, you know, instead of leading you to Jesus and letting Jesus change you, they want to lead you to being heterosexual. And and somehow, you know, theologically they know it's not true, but the way they treat people, it almost seems like they value you becoming a non-gay person more than a gay person who comes to know the Lord and then let God do what he does, whether you stay gay in your attractions but maybe not in your actions. Uh, or not, but they just really want you not to be gay anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. Would you agree with yeah, that? Absolutely. Have you seen that? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I think people want us to be morally presentable, mm-hmm. <laughs> but not necessarily changed. Mm. And I and I think the problem is, is that we don't understand, not all of us, sure. but I think people don't have a full understanding or theology of conversion and what that actually means and conversion as it relates to temptation because to say that coming to jesus means that all of my temptations namely my same-sex attractions will be eradicated that's not necessarily true can god remove that for sure he can but even jesus christ the son of god lived on earth and was tempted yet without sin so for me i can't govern my identity or my position with god on if i'm still tempted with women or not but rather how do i respond to it right do i have the power to flee it right um and so yeah i think i think we've made christianity to be a christianity that means that we won't have struggles and we won't be tempted Mm. that's not the case (laughs) yeah right will be tempted so you know you might still still want it but god is powerful you know so then once you did get saved once you were converted did you get the peace that you were missing yes and it was strange um because that was before i read that Christ gives a peace that surpasses understanding. Uh-huh. I didn't know that that existed in the Bible, but I experienced it. Uh-huh. And I didn't I didn't know what it was, but I just felt free in mm. many ways. Um, mm. Yet at the same time, there was a real fear and a real grief because now I have to leave behind everything that I knew. Right. So, yeah, it was, it was both peace but sadness. Did you have a girlfriend at the time that you had to break up with, or were you not attached I, at the time? 
No, I was very attached, and we were on very good terms. I, I wow. was with her two days prior, and so I loved her mm. um, deeply. And so it was it was hard um, to let that go, but I wow. just I just knew if I if I wanted and needed to serve God, I couldn't I couldn't serve Him while being with her. Wow! Did you tell her that? I did. I, I don't remember the exact language, but it was something about I just have to serve Jesus now. I know none of this makes any sense. Saying that you just saw me, <laughs> wow. Um, wow! But God is is doing something with me, and I, I just have to follow that. Wow! How about that, boy? Well, if you have a question, you want to give us a call. I see that you're here, but I'm hogging my time uh, with Jackie Hill Perry. When I get back. Uh, in a couple of minutes, I'll make sure to let y'all get in just a little bit. We're talking, if you're just joining us, uh, with Jackie Hill Perry. She is the author of the book I'm holding up on Facebook Live, Gay Girl, Good God. Make sure you get the book. We'll tell you how to do that. But right now, just remember those four words, Gay Girl, Good God. Our number live in studio is 888-43-BRIDGE. Over the break, I'm going to go to my Facebook page as well, see what y'all are talking about over there. Denise and Dawn, Washington, D.C., Montgomery County, Maryland, I'm coming to you. Hold on. 888-43-BRIDGE. Message and data rates may apply. Dear Bosley, when my dad lost his hair, it made him very sad. He doesn't like the way he looks. I heard you were very good at hair. Please give my dad his hair back. Love, Maddie. Well, Maddie, today's a wish come true for your dad and every guy listening with hair loss because Bosley's about to give them their real hair back permanently. They'll get a free information kit and a free gift card when they text GOOD to 85850. Guys, let Bosley show you, for free, how great your hair could look. Using the latest technology, Bosley's solution to hair loss is permanent and protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Thank you, Bosley. Get your hair back today with America's number one hair restoration expert. Get a free information kit and a free gift card for $250 off by texting GOOD to 85850. That's G-O-O-D to 85850. So there's this guy named Jordan, and he's a healthy guy. He's a dad of six, and he works as a guide in Alaska. But then he goes to the doctor, and he's diagnosed with cancer, stage four. And here's the thing. He had switched from medical insurance to MediShare, which is a Christian healthcare sharing ministry. So the question for Jordan and his wife, Jenny, was, is this really going to work? Our medical bills exceeded $160,000. MediShare members shared all our bills. And it was about more than just the money, too. This is a real community. MediShare is, is a family, a group of people that stick with you through the hardest times of your life. I just don't know how I could have done it without MediShare. It's so worth looking into. There's a reason this is growing so fast. If you want to find out more, here's a number for you. 844-54-BIBLE. That's 844-54-BIBLE. 844-54-BIBLE. If your family depends on your income and something happened to you, what would happen to them? You need life insurance, and SelectQuote can help you get it at a price you can afford. SelectQuote found Jacob, 40, who's in excellent health, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $19 a month. 
Not in perfect health? Don't worry. Select Quote Fontania, 40, who has type 2 diabetes, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $32 a month. We shop companies like Protective, Prudential, American General, and others to find you the company with the best rates. Give your family the security they need at a price you can afford. For your free quote, call 1-800-880-7474. That's 1-800-880-7474. Or go to selectquote.com. That's 1-800-880-7474. Select quote. We shop, you save. Get full details on the example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. The following program has been pre-recorded for broadcast at this time. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson on my Facebook page. KLA Wells says, my daughter has recently come out and I went through the five stages of grief and I am still loving her even though I am saddened. It was a difficult pill to swallow even though she spent her life in church and she understands what the Bible says. I am praying for God's continued guidance during this time. She will also, she will always be my child and I love her unconditionally. It's got to be hard for parents to hear what your mother had to hear, Jackie Hill Perry, and that is their child saying, I'm gay. How in the world uh, do we encourage parents who hear that so they respond the right way? Do you have any advice for moms and dads who might be listening right now? Uh, I think there's a few things, but I'll just say briefly. I think one is don't be afraid to stop and pray immediately. Not out out loud. <laughs> okay. Like, you know, don't lay hands on her right mean. away or something. No, nah, <laughs> but to, 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 to immediately ask the Lord for help because mm. I think what 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 you have to realize is that confession, however it may it may not be a confession leading to repentance, but it yet and still is a confession. Mm-hmm. And, and confession is a vulnerable act. Mm. And so the person is not only listening to what you say, but they're listening to your body. They're watching right. you. Right. And so you might say, I love you, but your whole face is shameful right. or, or shaming in many ways. And so right. I think just being attentive to how you're being uh, perceived and stuff like that. But I think it's always better to listen. I think one of the worst things mm. that parents can honestly do is to immediately begin to preach. Uh-huh. It's just let, let's go to Romans 1, <laughs> let's go to First Corinthians 6. Uh-huh. We're just like, no, let, let's listen and let's dialogue and mm. let's ask questions not i'm not asking questions out of out of because i want to teach off of your answer but i want to understand right and so i I think uh for parents i think that's a a part of it but continuously always praying god god really does hear us and god really does honor um the prayers of the righteous amen so. so when you did uh come to know the lord at 19 and you got that peace that we were talking about before the break um did that peace then begin to minister uh, to these areas in your life and these attractions. So you go and you break up with your, your girlfriend. Uh, now, now did everything go away? Like, did you just pray the gay away, as they say? <laughs> You've heard well, that before, right? If you, yeah, if you know anything about me, uh, I, I don't believe that's possible. Yeah. But um, I didn't pray that. I prayed for holiness. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> I prayed that God would um, keep me near him and that God would just help me to love him holistically because I think the problem is is that our culture honestly in many ways is so obsessed with sexuality 
that we think that sexuality is what defines uh, someone's personhood, even right. the way we introduce ourselves to yeah. each other. Oh, that's my straight friend. That's my gay friend. Right. It's like, no, what I am is an image bearer of the living God. And so what God wanted to redeem and what God wanted to make whole was so much more than who I was attracted to right. and who I love. But he just, he wanted to have me bear fruit in all ways. Yeah. So not just to have self-control over my sexuality, but to be a steward of my money, yeah. uh, to be merciful to people that, you know, are my enemies, to be yeah. prayerful. And so, yeah, I just, I just wanted to learn how to love God like wow with all of me you know i just i just love your holistic approach to what it means to truly be transformed by the living god and not and not just targeting it to one specific area which you call in your book the loud sin homosexuality is the Mm -hmm. loud sin what do you mean by that it's 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 noticeable Uh, and and not all the time but i I think uh something like a, a i don't know pride pride can be obvious it can manifest as arrogance or pride many times can manifest as you being a servant there's a lot of people that serve in church not out of a willing heart but because they want to be seen as a servant that's pride right right, versus um homosexuality in many ways that comes out in my friendships for some of us it comes out in our speech and what we wear where we go and so it becomes a much more obvious thing than the subtle things of the heart Gotcha. Now, listen, okay, so you're all saved, and, and now you understand that the temptation is not always taken away, but you're now governing the members of your body, so that's all good. Uh, I get that. Okay, but what about the dude with the lisp, the bent wrist, the high <laughs> voice? He's not acting. This is straight up him, and, like, he comes to know Jesus, but his his wrist is still bent. His lisp is still there. His voice is still high. What's going on here, Jackie? Was he born that way? I mean, we're born in sin, sure. Right, right. Um, and and being born in sin that um, that but, manifests itself in in many ways. I think with men that might display some feminine characteristics. Um, I think there's a lot there. There is maybe he was raised by women and, uh-huh. and a lot of women and maybe uh he was emasculated in some ways maybe right. he finds value in being in projecting a a, a sense of femininity there, there's a right. lot to that and, right. I, and i have friends that are men that kind of behaved in some of those ways okay. and come into crisis even still in christ yeah. they may be perceived as feminine but that's who they are yeah. and so i think i, I think one thing that the church uh, I would love the church to grow in is not to assume that someone isn't right with God because they're not hyper masculine. Uh-huh. I, I think that's I think that's dangerous and can be very discouraging uh, for that. those who are in Christ that are still trying to figure out their identity. I could talk to you all day. You know that, right, Jackie Hill Perry? <laughs> I just want you to know that. I got to go to my commercial break. Others are holding on. I may get to them. I may just hog you to myself. I got to have you out to my church as well. We're going we're gonna to continue to build on this because people need to hear your voice. People need to hold on and read this book. I'm holding it up. Gay girl. Oh, good God. You better Google this. When asked the question raised by her professor, why are you here at Omega Graduate School? Sebla Diluhailu answered in one of her essays like this. I was not there just to add a prefix to my name, though that would feel good. The greater purpose of my preparation at OGS is to fulfill my mandate to be a change agent. 
The doctoral study is a time of preparation for me to see and to think, to understand the times, and to craft my way in fulfilling my calling. Sebla Diglu Hailu, a current doctor of philosophy student from Ethiopia, is a counselor and adjunct psychology professor who hosts a weekly radio show in the capital city of Ethiopia and is an advocate for empowering women and children. What is your profession and how can OGS help you grow to the next level in your graduate education? Dr. David Anderson is the new chancellor of Omega Graduate School, formerly known as Oxford Graduate School, and your education as a working adult is important to him, to God, and to all who will be changed in the world because of your important research. Go to OGS.edu today and apply or call 1-800-933-6188. Hi, Jewel. This is Dr. Hi. Anderson. How are you? Hi, Dr. Anderson, and hello to your guests. First, I want to thank you for Best Buy Waterproofing. Okay. They are outstanding. Yeah, and I'm scheduled to get my work done in a week, but I just want to thank you. The free home inspection, they mm-hmm. came out. Love it. It was just absolutely amazing. They have over 30 years of experience, and they'll even donate $500 to my show if you end up doing business with them. But most of all, get your basement fixed. Give them a call, 844-980-3707. That's 844-980-3707. Have you heard any good lawyer jokes lately? Well, let me tell you about a lawyer who is no joke. That's James McCollum. He's a no-nonsense attorney who understands the law and he knows the Lord. When I have need of legal advice, I have contacted James McCollum. If you need legal representation, contact James McCollum at 301-864-6070. That's attorney James McCollum at 301-864-6070. And that's no joke. Want more Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson? You can now catch Dr. Anderson's half-hour radio highlight show on Saturdays at 7 p.m. right here on WAVA 105.1. You'll enjoy recent conversations he's had with callers to this show. Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson, Weekend Edition, Saturday, 7 p.m. on WAVA. Check it out. For more information about Dr. Anderson, visit andersonspeaks.com. Gay girl, good God. That's right, the author of the book, Jackie Hill Perry, is with me today on the air, and I'm going to go ahead and give you all opportunity to talk to her, 888-43-BRIDGE. Let's go to Dawn in Montgomery County, Maryland. Hi, Dawn. Welcome to the show. How you doing? Hey, Dr. Anderson. I just had uh, a quick comment. Um, for my story real quick, um, I was actually uh, gay, or didn't know what the word meant, way back before people started talking about it. Um, Now it's all over the news, and you know what it is, and people get married and everything like that. But I was raised up in a very religious community, Mm -hmm. and, you know, you hellfire brimstone kind of thing. And so when you talk about parents, um, yeah, sure, my mom was disappointed, and uh, I tried different ways to make her happy, right. to be, quote, normal. 
but just because you know um, people know about it now doesn't make people gay. Uh-huh. So my thing is, is that uh, I even had a biracial relationship as I got older, being it was in my heart that God was always with me, mm-hmm. but and I had a child uh, with the other person. So being with that said, I always look at it this way: sin is sin, and God chases you down. It's just my scar to share with somebody yeah. else. He breaks yeah. me of myself, and uh, and that's what happens. Yeah. So. I no longer get to have, you know, the child, but um, I get to have a great testimony of help and hope to other people who say, you know, um, that's my identity. No, that's yeah. not who Christ created us. But it took me several years to come to that point of, of laying me down and living so, for him. Yeah. So it sounded like Christ was really uh, transforming you. And thank you for sharing, by the way, Dawn. I appreciate it. Uh, let me keep moving. I got Denise on the line in Washington, D.C. Hi, Denise. What's your comment or question, please? Hi, good afternoon. Um, I met a guy yesterday. I met a guy about five years ago who is or was he's gay. But the thing is, he is saved. And he truly believes that he can't change. And uh, he's very dedicated in the ministry. Um, I love him dearly. I, I, I remember always getting angry with him, and I even resented him because I, I, the opposite word here is I, I wanted him to change. I remember Dr. Anderson, you saying to a caller one time who, um, who had called in about um, gay people, and you said, don't look at them um, as if they were in the bed. If you were walking down the street, you wouldn't look at a husband and a wife and wonder what they're doing in the bed. But if we take that mm-hmm. that out of, you know, having gay people just looking at them Reducing them to their sexual, uh, then, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, then, you know, that would help us. And that, that blessed me so. And I'm so uh, thankful for your guest because she's letting me know that you can change. And it is a choice um, to change. So what I do now with my friend, because we are still friends, I look at him as human. Mm-hmm. I don't put a, a title on him any yeah. longer. So that resentment left and that angry, that anger yeah. left. And Thank I'll you. let God deal with them, and God has to be the one to change it. Thank you that so means. much, Denise. That was a fine, fine word. I appreciate you. Lord bless you. Uh, Jackie Hill Perry, what do you think about that? Uh, relate to somebody as they're human, uh, whether they change, whether they don't change, whether they say they're a Christian and not a Christian. Where's that line for us as believers who, let's say we believe that somebody lives in sin if they are uh, embracing the LGBTQ lifestyle, uh, should we really hold that up uh, as something that keeps us from fellowshipping with them? How, how do we do this in the church? Well, I, I think one thing that has helped me to create a framework is to look at how Jesus dealt with sinners. Um, he was mm. in their homes. He was having conversation with right. conversations with them. He was healing them he was merciful to them mm. he was eating with them and so i think i think you definitely see there's a sense of fellowship and not fellowship as it relates to we 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 have the same 
God yeah. in many ways because he was fellowshipping with people who did not know God, but it was through his fellowship with them that they were able to see him and mm-hmm. believe in what he had to do or mm-hmm. what he had to say. And so I think um, I think there's a line between, yes, we, we can hang out and I can love you and I could be around you, but there has to at some point come a challenge because yeah. Matthew 28 tells us, like, our job is to make disciples, right. teaching them all that God has commanded us. And so I think that there is a level of, yes, we enjoy each other as human beings, but because I love you, at some point I have to challenge you towards the truth. So, so how if you're I a gay Christian? Have- how if you're a gay Christian? I have got one of my sons in the ministry. Uh, he is gay. He wasn't under my ministry, but as he went off to Bible college and everything, this has become his his sort of mantle, your pastor, uh, and he truly believes that uh, the theology of the scripture supports uh, the gay lifestyle. Is that when you get to that stark of a difference in theology, do you handle this differently than you might handle some other sin? Because if you if you beat if you beat your spouse and and I say you got to stop doing that and you say no I'm not going to do it I'm gonna celebrate it I'm I'm breaking fellowship right at some point I gotta you know break fellowship but if it's a sin like this where people are like are debating over you know over what the word says and all that how do you handle that as a as a spiritual leader that's a it, tough one tough. right I think yeah I mean it, it's tough because. this is spiritual really like (laughs) satan knew the bible too and was basically using the bible in luke 4 i believe to tempt jesus to sin you know he quotes psalm 91 so there's something to be said about how wickedness can Mm. somehow try to use scripture to make everything all good right but I, i think um i think we just have to sit down open the book yeah and hermeneutically look at it right because i think i think it's easy we can make the scripture mean a whole lot but if we read it as the the, the literature that it is right then we have to see that like nah <laughs> like mm-hmm. we gotta deal with these texts and we have to deal with these texts in light of the the entire narrative of scripture right so we don't have to just pull out leviticus or just pull out romans but how how do they all mesh together how do they connect um, yeah so, yeah. So, so would you would you hard, say would you say you're still gay? No, I'm a Christian. Okay. <laughs> so when you say yeah. gay girl, right? Good God, are you basically saying I used to be gay, but then God changed me, and now I'm God's kid, and I'm just trying to live holy? Yeah, that 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 was why why I needed to put the subtitle uh-huh. to, to so that we could see that this was in past tense. Because even in First Corinthians six nine through eleven. Paul talking to the Corinthian church, he talks about adultery and sexual immorality, and he talks about men who practice homosexuality, and then mm-hmm. he says, and such were some of you, right. where their sin now is in the past tense, not right. the present. And so yeah. for me, it's, it's, it's the same way. Huh. And yet you felt like it was important for you to write the book to give a nod to people who are still struggling with it, right? Yeah, because the fact of the matter is, is that while we're in this body, we will have affections that aren't from a heavenly source mm. and we will have to wrestle through that and for many people they will have to endure that and that will be their cross for the rest of their life and so i just yeah. wanted my book to be a means of grace to say that god really can help us i tell you what you just spoke a word i love my sister i'll be right back it- talk with dr david anderson
Google is great at helping you make great decisions, but God is greater. This is Steve Reynolds, pastor of Capital Baptist Church in Annandale, Virginia. And I want to invite you to my new teaching series called How to Make Great Decisions. How many times have you said to others and yourself, I just don't know what to do. Let's face it, we all struggle at times with decision making. The How to Make Great Decisions teaching series will help you find divine direction and overcome the stress of decision making. It will show you God's way to make great decisions that lead to increased joy and a brighter future. The How to Make Great Decisions series begins this Sunday, October 20th, and you can attend at 8.15, 9.30, or 11 a.m. Capital Baptist Church is conveniently located right off the Beltway in Northern Virginia. For more information, go to welovechurch.org. That's welovechurch.org. A rabbit is hopping towards his new home when he falls in a hole. The walls are high and he can't escape. A bluebird flies just overhead. Help, yells the rabbit. I need help. To which the bluebird drops in a couple of feathers and flies off. A tiger walks by and the rabbit yells, help. The tiger throws in an extra claw and walks away. Then the rabbit's best friend hops by, sees his friend in trouble and hops in the hole. Why'd you hop in, says the rabbit. Now we're both stuck. To which the friend says, nope, I've been down here before. I know the way out. I'm Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, and buying a new home can be a tricky hole to be in. The big mortgage guys will throw you a fancy app, and others yell we're number one. We just try to be the friend that jumps in the hole. We know the way out. We'll do all the work. And we've got a very unique direct lender advantage that can often save WAVA listeners significant money. We are United Faith Mortgage. UMC Mortgage Company, Melbourne, New York, NMLS number 1330, nmlsconsumeraccess.org. This is a solicitation of insurance by eHealth, an insurance agency offering plans from different insurance companies, no government or Medicare affiliation. The described coverage is not available in all counties or cases. Paid actor portrayal. Hi, I'm Dave Nemeth. And I'm Barbara Niven. You may have seen us on television talking about an all-in-one card that has the Medicare community talking. The one that gives you coverage for hospital care, doctor visits, prescription drugs, in many cases, even eyeglasses, and dental care. For a monthly price that some people find too good to be true. Except it is true. One card, one company, one complete package of Medicare benefits designed to help you get well and stay well. Now that's something worth talking about. Watch your mailbox or learn more online at onecardnow.com. That's onecardnow.com. Please don't put this off. It's too important. Visit onecardnow.com for free information with no obligation. That's onecardnow.com. The following program has been pre-recorded for broadcast at this time. This is Rich Becker, producer of Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. The radio ministry of Real Talk with Dr. Anderson is made possible by the generosity of listeners like you. If this nonprofit ministry is a blessing to you, will you prayerfully consider partnering with us? With an ongoing monthly gift of $30 or more, you'll become a Real Talk partner. As a way of saying thank you, we would love to send you a signed copy of Dr. Anderson's book, Gracism. Thank you for making this important ministry possible. We can't do it without you. Visit andersonspeaks.com and simply click the donate button to support Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. That's andersonspeaks.com. And I always appreciate the support that you give. I've got the author of Gay Girl, Good God with me today. We're uh, sort of landing the plane 
of today's show. Uh, before I get back to Jackie Hill Perry, who wrote the book, Gay Girl, Good God, uh, let me clarify. My staff is telling me, you said your son is gay. I meant a son in the ministry. So just so you're clear, not my natural son, but I do have spiritual sons in the ministry, and one of them is a pastor and is gay. By the way, uh, Jackie Hill Perry, did you think I was talking about my son? Jackie Hill Perry, are you still there? Hello, Jackie Hill Perry. Hello. All right, I guess I can't hear you, but maybe you can hear me. Anyway, I wanted to know that because I, I may have uh, somehow uh, uh, confused the topic. But, hey, guess what? Even if they were, I would still love them. And that's the question. How do you love people who are gay? Somebody wrote in on my uh, Facebook Live page and asked uh, about going to the wedding of a child who is gay. Uh, the mother is saying she's not going to go, and but she wants to to still love her daughter. I'd love to know what Jackie Hill Perry thought about that, but I can't seem to get her on the line. So let me end it right here and just say I'm holding up this book, Gay Girl, Good God. It's published by B&H uh, Publishers, so you make sure you get a copy of it. Just Google it, uh, and it's Jackie Hill Perry. I'm holding it up. Make sure you get a hold of it. And I want to thank her uh, publicly, not only for writing the book, for, but for being on my show uh, for the last hour. What a blessing it has been to have her. And so uh, God bless you, uh, my dear sister, gay girl, good God. Well, we got a lot out of that interview, and if you want to hear it back, all you got to do is go to at Anderson Speaks, and you can watch and listen to the interview on my Facebook page, at Anderson Speaks. Go to Facebook, and you can watch today's uh, show and get all that wisdom, right, that uh, that Jackie Hill Perry was dropping. I hope you were picking up what she was laying down. Tomorrow is Theological Thursday, and then Open phone in Friday, special special show on Friday. We're going to be broadcasting live from the Value Voters Summit. And so you'll want to make sure to tune in on Friday for a very special broadcast of Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Come on, let's pray together. Lord Jesus, we do thank you for the opportunity you have given us to have this conversation. May it stimulate us toward love and good deeds. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. And amen. A Action Home Services featuring Amana High Efficiency Heating Equipment with a 10-year warranty. 703-922-1900. A Action Home Services.com. If you don't dispose of the unused prescription drugs in your home, they could end up lost, stolen, or misused. DEA Tank Bank Day is Saturday, October 26th. To find a collection site near you, visit DEATankBank.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.